Pickett, flush, pressure, throws on the run, caught by Harris for a touchdown! Oh, what a play! And the Steelers take the lead! Hello and welcome back to the Real Steel Podcast, where we talk all things Pittsburgh Steelers, no BS, just the real steel. I'm your host, Jeff Schmidt, and joining me as always, my co-host, Polt. And it has been a crazy week of football. We've had some pretty incredible college games, some pretty crazy NFL games over the weekend. Yeah. Of course, the Steelers had an incredible win on Sunday night against the Ravens. Polt and I are both Penn State alumni, so a really great win for Penn State in the Rose Bowl on Monday. Polt, you actually were there, got to see it live, Yeah. recording from California. Um, but then everything kind of came to an immediate halt on Monday night during the Bills and the Bengals game when DeMar Hamlin went in, into cardiac arrest after a hit and that game got suspended. Um, we don't really know anything more than anyone else does at the time that we're recording, so we're kind of going to continue on with our normal episode for the week. But, of course, we do just want to wish the best to DeMar and his family and his friends, teammates, and, and really everyone who's impacted by this. It's, it's some really, really scary, crazy stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely want to send some prayers and, and thoughts to them and the Buffalo Bills organization. I think it's good that the NFL canceled that game or postponed it for now. Uh, I don't know how any of those guys could have went out and kept playing. So that was a good way to handle it. And I'm happy they did that. But I just hope he's doing all right. Yeah, we don't want to downplay the severity of this. I mean, Hamlin is a Pittsburgh guy. He played his high school ball at Central Catholic. He played yep. college at Pitt. So it hits close to home for many of us Tomlin talked about it in his press conference today he's known him since he was I think he said 12 years old 12 um so really really hits home um for Steelers fans as well um and and the players of course so um I know there's stuff out there for any listeners who who are kind of trying to figure out if they can do anything there's a toy donation drive fundraiser that Tamar had set up there's a GoFundMe out there and I'm sure there'll be more to come but definitely uh, we'll we'll keep everyone impacted in our thoughts and prayers, and, and we'll see how the NFL reacts because there may be some downstream implications from that too. But um, with that, we'll try and get a little bit more lighthearted here and, and kind of move into some Steelers talk. Sound good to you? Sounds good. Let's do it. All right. So I'm just going to start off here real simply just by saying, holy crap, man, Kenny Pickett is our guy. You take a look at his stat sheet and on paper this week, there isn't much that jumps out to you from this game. No. Kenny did what we asked him to do and what we want our franchise quarterback to do. He stepped into that game in Baltimore, Maryland, and he went in game-winning touchdown drive, and he won us the game single-handedly. Right, and and that's kind of what we asked him to do. Like you said, we, we, we put the game on his shoulders, and he, he came through for the second straight week. And like you said, 15 to 27 for 168 yards and a touchdown. And then five rushes for two yards is not that spectacular. But when you actually watch the game and and see how he played, he played way better than those numbers. And he outplayed Tyler Huntley, too, which which is super important in that game. So, yeah, Kenny is the guy. I think if you were still questioning that, I think he's just beginning to prove it over and over again. So love seeing that great, great performance by him. He's showing so much poise and like the team is really rallying around him. Like TJ yeah. Watt said something, Cam Hayward said something, Deontay Johnson said in the locker room, he's like, that's my quarterback. I mean, he is really getting this team to rally around him. And, and by God, I mean, you're looking at an eight and eight Pittsburgh Steelers team. We are six and two since the bye week, really two of those games that we lost Cincinnati, our defense kind of just 
shit to bed. Pardon my yep. friend. I mean, Pretty that was much. a brutal, brutal loss. They just ran all over us. And then the 16 to 14 loss against Baltimore, Kenny left the game. And quite frankly, we had every chance to win that game. So, yes, I mean, six and two in, in the last eight games from going two and six prior to the bye. I mean, this team has really, really turned around. And, and I strongly believe that Kenny is such a big part of this. Yeah, his continued development and just leadership and, and everything like that, he's definitely turned this team around. And you have to give him a lot of the credit here. I mean, the defense is, has definitely played a lot better during this stretch as well. So we can't forget about that. But <clears throat> I think the offense changing how they're playing and, and playing better has, has really helped this team win games. And your comment about Deontay Johnson, uh, you know, giving a lot of credit to Kenny. If you look at his numbers, he only had two catches for 35 yards. Yep. And in the past, that's a – That irks him. Right, that'd be a that, Deontay Johnson would be complaining about that, or, or you know, not talking positively about the team, especially on seven targets. But he's still giving him his credit and saying Kenny's the man. So you gotta love seeing that. Yeah, this is one of those games. I mean, low scoring. We knew what we were gonna get with this game. Lots of field goal attempts. Yeah, sixteen to thirteen was your final score. I mean, uh, I knew we we knew this wasn't gonna be a high scoring game. This is just the moment that that Kenny steps up and, and, you know, makes it known that, that he can be our guy. It's exactly what we expect of him. I, I right. don't care that there's not 300 yards there and three touchdowns to back it up. It, it was, you know, good performance from, from the offensive side. And as, as you mentioned on the defensive side too, I mean, a lot of those guys really, really stepped up to play as well. Yeah. And we got to see some more, uh, some different looks this week. We, they had their like six, two front they played or whatever. I think it was four mm-hmm. down linemen and then the two outside linebackers with the two middle linebackers. And that led to, to, to Marvin Leal and, and Mark Robinson playing a lot more, which they both made immediate impacts, um, which was awesome to see because those are two guys that are two rookies that we, we have some positive thoughts about and, and think could be really helpful in the future. So, I mean, and if you look at the two different Ravens games, the, the one this past week and the week before this week we had, they ran the ball 28 times for 120 yards. So we gave up hundred yards total rushing, but the last time we played them, they ran 42 times for 215 yards. Right. So although we gave up some runs early in the game, uh, I think late in the game, we really figured it out and, and kind of slowed them down. And that was the key to, to stopping them so much in the second half. Yeah. And that schematic change, you mentioned the six, two front, like that was very intentional and a clear adjustment that Absolutely. The team had made prepping for this game. So that was really, really cool to see. Um, yeah. I have a, a number here that says the Ravens averaged only 3.6 yards per carry um, and had a 30% run success rate, uh, specifically against our, our 6 2 front when DeMarvin Leal was in there and Mark Robinson was in there. So that, oh, wow. was, that was a really, really cool adjustment that we made and, and great to see the coaching behind the scenes that actually went on and, and kind of prep for this game. So uh, good stuff there. The carbon copy of uh, last week against the Raiders, right? The second half, we we basically held them to nothing, and and the offense did enough to get the win. Because if you look at the you know the stat, the drives the Ravens had, the first drive of the second half for them, they went eight plays, five and a half minutes, forty two yards, and kicked a field goal. From there on, they had a four play drive, a three play drive, a three play drive, and a five play drive ending in an mm-hmm. interception to close the game. So the defense was stout, gave up one, I guess, two first downs in that whole that whole situation, the, the last, next four drives in the second half, and and that's pretty impressive to hold a, a good offense. I know there's no Lamar, but a good offense still um, to very minimal effect in the second half. And it was good that we did that because the first half looked a lot different from the second half in that we had yeah. three offensive possessions in the first half. Like that's 
that's not that many. And, and we got three points off of it. We had one, right. one field goal, one missed field goal and a punt. And I mean, the last play of the game, um, we just ended the half. So I, I don't even count that fourth possession there on that right. one play, but um, you, you get a lot of these stops and on defense and you have the chance for the offense to come in and be a lot more productive. Right. I'm looking at, at, I guess, four or five drives in the second half that we had compared just to the the front half of the game. So really good yeah. to see the defense step up and, and play that second half. Very strong. I know we're going to give some shout outs to some guys here um, in a moment, but I do also want to talk about special teams. Um, what's up with boss? Man? Something's up. Man. Yeah. I mean, we kind of touched on it last week. I don't know if he's still hurt or, or what it is. <clears throat> I mean, no kicking is a big mental game. Uh, and ever since he came back from that injury, he just has not – he has not kicked the ball well. He, he seems to always miss left, and and I don't really know, but it, it's definitely hurting us. I know he ended up being three or four on field goals, which was yeah. key for us. Right. Um, but he has some very timely misses, which is which is not good. Uh, and something – usually he's really reliable like Justin Tucker on the other side. But, yeah, I don't know what's going on with, with him. I don't know if he's hurt still or, or what. Yeah, I don't want to downplay the fact that he made three and he converted right. his extra point. Um, those those were big, but yeah, I, I don't know. It, it could still be, you know, a lingering injury. Um, right. Who knows? I mean, he got paid. He got paid a lot of money. I think he's the second highest paid kicker in the league now. He was the highest when they paid him too. Yeah. So. So um, we expect him to make those kicks. So. Expect I, him to yeah. make those kicks. We'll we'll see what happens. Um. The kick coverage again, if you want to keep talking special teams, had had some issues once again. I mean, yeah. giving up a 56-yard return. I, I don't know what's going on. We, we got to do something. This, their kick coverage has sucked for the last couple of years, and and that, that allows the Ravens or other teams to get into good scoring positions and have opportunities to score. So something's they got to fix those holes. But on the positive side, Presley Harvin had another good game. Two punts, 99 yards, 49-and-a-half average. Uh, that's, that's pretty solid, so we'll take that. Yeah, I, I think, obviously, as we have talked coordinators, and we're going to yeah. talk Matt Canada, but Matt Canada has gotten, obviously, a majority of the attention. Yeah. Terrell Austin, our defensive coordinator, has got a little bit of attention. We've talked a little bit about him, but we don't really talk about Danny Smith all that much. He's our special no. teams coordinator, and... I think he needs to – someone needs to take a look at, at you know, his coaching under a, a, a lens as well. I don't think that he's been having a good coaching season from the special team side. So, no. uh, I, I don't know. We I don't know what's going to happen if we clear house coordinator-wise, if, if, you know, one guy stays, if two stays, if they all three stay. Who knows? But <laughs> – um, I, I would expect that there's probably going to be some changes that might be likely at, at all three areas of the team. We'll see. Yeah, and he's been our special teams coordinator since 2013, so he's been there a long time. And I, during that time, we've had some issues, a lot of issues on the special teams. So, yeah, I, I agree. But they need to look at every single piece of this coaching staff and, and really pick it apart and see if they can they can improve it or not. So let's keep it here in the theme of the game. I, I, I'm eager to get into the balls of steel just because I think there are so many players that are legitimately deserving of this. But yeah. I want you to go first. I want you to lead in here, and, and then we can give some more honorable mentions if we need. Yeah, I, I'm going to have to give it to, to Kenny Pickett. I, like you said, he kind of single-handedly won the game for us at the end of the game on that last drive. And, and like we said, the, the numbers aren't, aren't that spectacular, but what they're asking him to do is – is insane. I mean, 
when we watch the game, it's usually run, run, pass, and Kenny has to find a way on third down to somehow get make something out of nothing, whether it's a long third down or, or, or you know, they're blitzing him and we have empty sets. Like, he, he's finding a way to do it. And actually, in his last four full games, he's 77 of 122 with 783 passing yards, which is just under 200 yards a game, uh, three total TDs, and he's 4-0. I mean, those are pretty good numbers, and, and we'll take that because we're winning football games with him. And it, it sucks because if somebody said this to me, and I thought this was, was great, and we see this online a lot, it seems like one time a game they kind of take the training wheels off of Kenny Pickett and they let him play. Mm-hmm. And, and that's shown the last two games. It's the last drive of the game in the Raiders game and the Ravens game. We needed a big drive from him. They said, okay, Kenny, go ahead back there, sit back in the pocket and, and make some plays. And what did he do? He, he did it twice, big two awesome drives uh, to win football games. And I think he's the first rookie quarterback in a really long time to have two back-to-back game-winning drives. Um, so that's awesome. So I would like for them to, you know, take the training wheels off more than once a game, but they don't. And and because of that, Kenny might not look that great, but I think Kenny is the balls of steel this week and was a big reason why we won that game. I agree. I, I love that pick. I mean, he – he has what three, three fourth quarter comeback wins this season. Yeah, Colts, Raiders, and the Ravens. Ravens. I mean, and he's played like ten games, twelve games. <laughs> yeah, it's I mean, pretty impressive. I I want that stat to pop up on the TV now. It's going to be noteworthy. We'll we'll get it up there in one of our games. You know, I think they've I think they've shown it. I think they showed it. Maybe it wasn't this week, but I think I've seen it. But you're right. I mean, it's going to start coming up more and more as, I mean, hopefully we're not down to have to see that that stat. But, yeah, it's going to come up more and more, which is really, really cool to think about. Yeah, I I have what what you mentioned here is the first rookie in NFL history to have a game-winning touchdown pass in the final minute of the fourth quarter in back-to-back games. That's what it is. Yeah, a great accolade for him. I mean, even Chris Collinsworth, who we both despise – I, yeah. I, I texted you the moment this happened. He actually said something insightful on, on Sunday night during the game. He said, when Kenny threw that touchdown pass, he said, if that was Mahomes, we'd put him in the Hall of Fame. Throw. Essentially saying that that was a right. Hall of Fame throw. That was a, 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 an NFL quarterback, an incredible throw that Kenny made. So um, he, he really did step up. I think it's a great, great pick for Balsa Steel. That said... I am going to go a little bit different direction. Sure. And I love your pick for Kenny, but for as much credit as he deserves, I think number 22 deserves just as much credit. I mean, Najee's stat line, 22 carries, 111 yards, two catches for 12 yards, including that game winner. Yeah. This was Najee's first 100-yard game all season. Yes. I just confirmed that he had 99 against the Saints, but this is the first over 100. Yep. His first almost a year to date. Um, since the Browns game, if my stats are correct, last year. Yes, you were correct. Um, and, man, talk about someone just coming alive. He runs angry. He's bullying the Ravens' defense. I mean, I'd argue yeah. that was probably one of Najee's best games of his career. I love him, man. And I said this in, in previous episodes. Forget all the haters who wrote him off this year and said he was a draft pick, bad draft pick. I mean, kudos to Najee for proving them wrong. And, oh, by the way, 954 rushing yards on the season. He needs 46 more, if my math is right, to break 1,000 for this year. That's a prediction I made during the bye week. I'm very optimistic that that can happen. I think. Yeah, it should happen. Yeah, I I think Najee had an incredible game. 
and and man, his post game interview was awesome. He it was awesome. Touchdown! He stole a Ravens flag and ripped it right out of a guy's hands. Uh, yeah, I I love this guy. He's he's Steelers. He is pure Pittsburgh Steelers grit, and I love it. Yeah, he is, and we need the toughness that we get out of him. And he had some huge runs in that game to extend drives or get first downs or or whatnot. And yeah, I, I think that's an awesome pick as well. Najee's been a very key cog to our offense, and the running game getting going has helped. Uh, Kenny Pickett a lot too so I, I definitely love that stat and, or that pick and 954 yards he's right there and against the the Browns the last time he had uh, 56 on 16 on 15 carries so if he does that again he would he would break a thousand so that'd be really cool for him to do yeah the run game was uh, I think Baltimore's run defense was like ranked number three um, they were and we ran for almost 200 yards that's the most ever against Baltimore in in the Tomlin era um, I mean Kudos to Naj, of course, but Jalen Warren, I mean, that guy is is playing really well. Um, yeah. In, in addition, I mean, I, I think he had, what, 12 carries, 76 yards, three catches for 22. So really good game. I think Jalen Warren is the best thing that could have happened to Najee. Like, yeah. We need that that speed back that we have in Jalen, and they complement each other so well. They so do. that's going to be something that, that's really great to see. So good stuff from from the run game, but I just want to give a few other shout outs. I mean, TJ Watt, absolute game wrecker. I, I, if I wasn't picking Najee, I feel like I, or Kenny, I think I might have to go with TJ. Uh, yeah. That game, clearly he just showed his presence and I'll let you give a few more stats or a few other guys, but just, just names here. Spillane. I mean, he's gotten a lot of hate, but he deserves some credit for the way he played. Mark Robinson. Great to see him productive. We've talked about him. Um, he really kind of moves to where the ball is. He's, he played well. Terrell yeah. Edmonds, Minka with the game winner, Arthur Mallette, like a lot of these guys have really good games. So just some shout outs there. I'm, I'm so happy and so pleased with the way some of these guys played. Yeah. I mean, with your TJ Watt comment, we're seven and two with him in the lineup and one and six without him. I know it's your favorite stat, but his numbers aren't that crazy this year. But just the impact that he makes, the double teams he causes, the chips he causes to allow guys like Alex Hotsmith or Cam Hayward to, to be able to rush the quarterback by themselves one-on-one with a, a lineman is, is huge. And, and TJ always finds a way. He was so close to sacking Huntley the whole game. Mm-hmm. He finally was able to get one towards the end there, and it was, it was absolutely huge for us. So, yeah, TJ's great. I agree with all your other comments. I thought Spillane actually – man, I, we, I did, we didn't talk very highly of Spillane earlier in the year, and – and my opinion on him has is still up in the air, but yes. he's he's been playing really good football for us, and he's been playing a hundred percent of the snaps on defense. So uh, he is the main middle linebacker. I know, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, our middle line. Oh, Miles Jack. I'm sorry, Miles Jack. He, yeah, Miles Jack got hurt again during the game, so that's partly why Robert Spillane played he's so fragile, much. But man, he's fragile. Yeah, that ankle just keeps coming back up. But Spillane has really held it down, which which I really like. And and Cam Hayward. I know we'll get into some of the, the ref stuff later and later, but Cam Hayward still played an awesome game. And Cam Hayward just yeah. is a, he's a wrecker up the middle and, and I love his effort and, and his, you know, his, all of his attempts to, to make plays. So got to give him some shout outs too. Yeah. And, and how about Mark Robinson? I mean, we got a listener question in from Matt and he, he said, I want to see more of Mark Robinson and less of Devin Bush. What say you? And I think Matt, I mean, that happened this game. Um, 
Yeah. I think Devin Bush played like seven snaps. Mark Robinson played half of them. They're really starting to work him in. And I think they're starting to see that Mark Robinson is a, a really viable player and can be a, a, a pretty stout part of this defense. Yeah. Devin Bush played 10% of the defensive snaps and Mark Robinson played 50%. So right. That right there shows you that they at least think Mark Robinson's better against the run because that's what they were trying to stop the whole game. But I mean, you can see the videos online of he was covering a, I think he was covering a running back down the one sideline. Um, and the play went to the opposite sideline, and he sprinted across Brink. the entire field to try to make a play. And he had no—he only got to like the other hash mark by the time the play was over. But the effort level is is awesome, and he cares. And I think he's going to make an impact. I mean, he had seven tackles, I believe, to, um, on Sunday. Yeah, he had seven tackles. I mean, was that third he, on the team? It was third on the team. Yeah, yeah, behind only Minka and Robert Spillane. So. There you go. Two guys that we've already talked about, Minko getting his sixth interception and, and Spillane playing all the snaps. Mark Robinson and half the snaps of Spillane had two less tackles. So, yeah, he's making an immediate impact, and I think we might have found a Devin Bush replacement. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, pivoting back to the offense here, I, I want to bring something up. We talked about how good the run game has been, and we talk about Kenny being able to put together this this drive at the end. But we got another listener question. This comes from Sarah. She's asked us a couple of questions before. And it's a pretty simple question in theory. Um, why can't we get into the end zone until the last drive of the game? We have way too many field goal attempts and, and no touchdowns. I'm going to lead you in to, to answer this one. Yeah, and this is going to lead me into my jag off of the week. And it's been a while since since he's made the got that award. But it's got to be because of Matt Canada. I, just some of his play calling is is so stupid, and and I think he's the reason we stall out, uh, you know, in the red zone. If you watch the game, it's I mean, there's no stats to back it up, but it's always when we get down there, he he starts to try to get too creative, or or he, he tries to overthink things where it's either just hand it off or let Kenny go, and and whatever's working on the drive, he seems to do the opposite when we get into the red zone, and and I don't get that. There's no flow to his play calling, and and I think he's the main reason. I mean, if we look at that touchdown at the end of the game. They let Kenny play, and Kenny made an unbelievable play to get the ball to Najee. And but that wasn't Matt Canada, but he allowed him to, you know, to play the way Kenny wants to play. And so I think he's what's holding us back in the red zone. But just for the jag off part, it's tough when you when you see run, run, pass every single set of downs, new set mm-hmm. of downs, and just whether it's third and twenty, third and ten, third and five, it's always just like, hey, Kenny, I'm giving you nothing. Good luck. Try go, to fig- go figure it out. Yeah, this is all on you. And that's tough on a rookie quarterback. And I don't think he's doing him any favors. The other thing is, it's hard when we can sit there and watch and know that the Ravens are going to blitz. And and he has no idea. It seems like he doesn't study film or anything. Uh, there was multiple times throughout the game he went empty set on third and long. And the Ravens are known to be one of the biggest blitzing teams in the league. And yeah. they went with a six or seven man blitz. And Kenny got sacked because he had nobody there to protect him because we were outnumbered. It's just little things like that that I think he – he really hurts us in his schemes and his, and his game calling. It's a good way to put it. I think as simply as like, he's trying to get too fancy with it. And, yeah. and I think it's, it's kind of like that almost dumbs it down to the point where it makes so much sense. It's like the drive we're, we're constructing these really long double digit play drives, like right. long possession. And, and then we just get in the red zone and we just, shit hits the fan and we just try to do this weird stuff that we weren't doing the whole drive and that's the problem 
He yeah. doesn't he doesn't play with the flow or what's working. Right. Yeah. If the run game's working, let's keep pounding it. We've been we were running the ball really well. If it's not, let's like Kenny throw the ball a little bit it's like kenny gets us down there and then he just says up oh, we're just gonna run the ball three times and it's like that's that's not what got you here i think you need to keep with the flow of the game yeah and not to like play devil's advocate and give matt canada credit but like he does come up with some things that work i mean that first drive like yeah where where we had like i think it was Derek watt lined up on the left side of the line and he took the third and one snap but yeah. he kind of ran along the behind the line and then up the gut and got that like that was a very creative play call like it got us three yards converted the third down and he some of the some, some of the two running back sets were really cool yeah, two running back sets and then there were a couple plays where like he sent gunner in motion and it was like fully a decoy and we didn't right. even use it and i was like oh wow he's actually like disguising things um yeah so uh, again not to like give him credit i mean maybe a little bit's due but there are some things that seem to be coming together but it's just it fizzles out and i think i don't know maybe sarah to answer your question it, it probably is that we're trying to get too fancy with it and i think matt canada really just doesn't follow the flow of the game and the flow of the drive and the flow of the players yeah he can't link plays together and it, it's tough makes it really yeah. tough so i'm gonna go to my jag off the of the week and I'm going to, I almost chuckle here just because in all the weeks that we've been doing Jag off the week, I don't think mine has gone this direction once. No, it hasn't. Even though it's something that I complain about every freaking week. (laughs) Um, But this, this week, I think it's, it's deserved. And that's going to go to the refs for this game. And mainly it's because of the one play that was a four point swing and, and, let up a touchdown for the Ravens because Cam Hayward got pulled down and they gave a a 15 yard penalty to Cam and an automatic first down. Um, That really, really frustrated me right before the half, let the Ravens go up on us. And I was pissed. I I screamed. I I yelled at the TV and that like really just set the tone for me to be angry. That game I was feeling pretty good or feeling okay. Um, That, that just wasn't good. I, I don't, to be honest with you, I don't even know if the refs made any other questionable calls. I know there was like that one second and long run that Najee had where it looked like he pretty easily converted, uh, but they spotted it short and we had a third and one. I think we got it anyways, but yeah. um, I'm going to go jag off of the week to the refs strictly for the Cam Hayward penalty. Yeah, they missed a lot of holding calls too. It seemed like the Ravens were holding us. There's some there's some evidence to show it. They were holding us the whole game and some of their long runs were because of holes being opened up by Holt and uh, they missed all of those and didn't really call those either. So I think it's a very deserving pick um, with the Cam Hayward thing. I mean, that was a huge momentum change, right? It could have been, it probably would have been six to three at half for the Ravens. Yeah. Instead it was 10 to three, which completely changed the outcome. And then they tack on a field goal to start the second half. So it's 13 to three as opposed to nine to three. Mm-hmm. And, and I mean, and that was a completely, it changed the game completely. And it was, like you said, it was a terrible call, but I, I will say on that, I think in the last couple of weeks and this year and maybe years past, we've we've seen some issues with discipline on our team. And we we take these stupid personal stupid personal foul penalties that aren't necessary and they actually really they really hurt us. We talked about mm-hmm. the Marcus Allen situation a couple of weeks ago, this Cam Hayward one. But I think this one was an exception because I don't yeah, I don't think he he didn't do anything. It wasn't his fault. He was getting dragged down by two Ravens linemen and he just was in the wrong place at the wrong time. Now you could say you could argue that he doesn't 
you don't want to put yourself in a situation to be called on that penalty right. um, and hurt your team. And I think that was Minka's comment. And I and I appreciate the leadership on the sideline from Minka Fitzpatrick, kind of getting in Cam's face and saying, "Hey, man, you 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 gave up a touchdown on us, basically. Like we held him to a field goal, but because of because of your penalty, now they got a touchdown." And and then I respect you know Cam Hayward coming back with, "Hey, it wasn't me," and then just trying to you know talk it out. So I like seeing that on the sideline, but. Um, I don't think this was one of those cases of us just being undisciplined. I think it really was a, a bad decision by the refs. Yeah, it, it was just frustrating to see that happen. Um, fortunately, right, turn turn things around and and yeah, and he again puts together that that game winner, cap things off sixteen thirteen. Which, by the way, I do have to uh, applaud myself in saying that I totally called this man when it was when it was thirteen to nine, and I think there I looked at the clock. We had like nine or ten minutes left. Yeah, and and we got the ball, and we were on you know within our own side of the field, um, like within the twenty or something. Yeah, and I said three things are going to happen here. I said we're we're not going to get anywhere. We're going to punt the ball. We will hold the Ravens. We'll stop them, and then Kenny's going to put together a walk off touchdown win. And sure enough, both those three things happened, and uh, that that was just not all three. Yeah, really really cool to see. Um, I have two two things I want to make. Um, one is a question for you, and and one is a shout out. Um, I'm gonna give the shout out real quick to our friend Ross. Um, our bud is his nickname, and uh, he he was at the game. Um, actually, Facetimed me just for a second um, on on the last drive that the Ravens had, mm-hmm. and uh, I forget. I mean, you're watching live TV, but it's not live. There's like a five to 10 second lag in terms of what happens on the field. Oh, yeah. And he called or he called me, FaceTimed me, or maybe I FaceTimed him just because I wanted to see what was going on. And it was right after like the Mark Andrews catch that brought like a second and 20 to a third and three or something like that. And yeah. he's like, you're bad luck. You're bad luck. Hang up, whatever. So <laughs> and then um, literally the play where Minka intercepted the ball had just snapped and he FaceTimed me. And so I knew something good was going to happen. So I saw Minka intercept it and then yeah. I entered the FaceTime just waving my terrible towel. So shout out to Ross for, for that. Also shout out to Ross for not only going to the game in Baltimore wearing Steelers gear, gear but also for marrying a Ravens fan. Huge. <laughs> uh, none of us could do that. So yeah. Uh, that's that's impressive. The other thing I wanted to to say is is uh, propose a question to you here, Paul, um, just because this this came to me and, and we talked a lot about Kenny um, during this game. What was this is a multiple choice question. What was your favorite throw from Kenny? I'm going to give you four options. Hmm, okay. Option A is the touchdown pass to Najee. Right. Option B is the dart where Pickens dove and made the great catch stepped over the defender okay. option c is the pass to friar uh on the last drive like right at the 50 low throw but um got us right to the 50 and option four is the the pass down the middle to steven sims i was hoping that was going to be option four i'm going with option four Me he, threw, he threw that in the triple coverage it was a perfect pass 28 yard pass to really set up the drive and yeah, it has to be that one. I know the other three were all great plays, but that pass to Steven Sims was the epitome of his growth and development, the pinpoint accuracy and and the good decision making. Yeah, me too. And shout out to Sims too, because that was a, a, a good play by a guy who doesn't get talked about a lot. So yeah, um, good, good stuff there. All right, let's transition here into a little bit of a game preview against the Browns and, and talk about the fact 
that the Pittsburgh Steelers going into week 18 are still in the playoff hunt. And we never thought we would be here, but sure enough, we are. We need three things to happen. Number one, we need to beat the Browns. Number two, we need the Bills to beat the Patriots. And number three, we need the Jets to beat the Dolphins. All these games are scheduled for 1 p.m. So we will have some rooting interest. Now, again, this is obviously dependent on if everything goes as planned this week. So um, on it's Tuesday and, and everything still looks like it's on schedule um, for now. But those are the three things um, that need to happen. And I just go back to thinking the fact of thinking about the fact that, you know, four or five of the games that we could have won, like the Jets game, the Dolphins game, the Pats game, the Ravens game, you pick one of those games and we outright control our own destiny. If we win that, you pick two of those games and we've locked up a playoff spot, which is wild. Yeah. And it makes it tough to, I mean, cause we didn't really think playoffs was was a possibility this year, but now you're sitting here staring down the possibility of going and it's, it sucks when you think back at the those games you just mentioned that we should have won. But for all these scenarios that need to happen, they all seem – they're all very Reasonable. possible. Right. I mean, I don't know what's going to happen with the Bills-Bengals game. I don't know if the Bills are – I don't even know if they'll play this week. I, I have no idea. But assuming everything happens, the Bills have not locked up the number one seed, which means they're going to have to play and try to beat mm-hmm. the Patriots, which mm-hmm. should help because they're better than the Patriots. And then in the other game, the – the Dolphins are down to their third-string quarterback. Uh, Skylar Thompson's most likely going to play. Two is out with the concussion still, and Teddy Bridgewater broke a bone or a finger, I think, on Sunday. So he's probably out as well, which means Skylar Thompson, their third-string rookie quarterback, might get the start against a pretty good Jets D. The only issue is the Jets are now eliminated from the playoffs. So are they going to take their foot off the gas? I don't think so. Yeah. They and want to for, play spoiler. Everyone wants to play spoiler. Look and with Robert Sala, he wants to he wants to do like a he wants a positive momentum going into next year with a young team. They weren't supposed to be where they are this year, so another win would only help the Jets. So I agree. Yeah, I'm looking at our page on on five thirty eight NFL predictions, and and we have a twenty one percent chance now to make the playoffs. I mean, where we were last week and two weeks ago, we were below a percent. I mean, this is this is crazy and. You mentioned like Robert Sala and the Jets and and no one expected them to be there. But I mean, you could arguably say the same thing about us. Like this was supposed to be I'm not going to use the word rebuilding, but this was supposed to be a transition year. Right. For sure. And and no one would have expected us to kind of get to where we are. And I I heard something uh, this morning, um, a a, a media um, personality said something along the lines of, Everyone let the Steelers come in at pick 20 and pick Kenny Pickett as their quarterback. And this was supposed to be, you know, a, a team that struggled finding their, their, you know, next quarterback. You look at some of these teams like, like the Jets and you look at, I don't know, Houston in, in terms of what has happened afterwards with Deshaun Watson, but like the Colts after Andrew Luck left. I mean, yeah. Washington, a lot of teams struggle to find their franchise quarterback. And the fact that we very well could have, gone less than a season transitioning from one to the next um, would be absolutely incredible. So um, kudos. I mean, I hope we make the playoffs and even if we go to Kansas city or we go to Buffalo or we go to Cincinnati, whatever it is. I mean, just the fact to get in there and get some experience would be. I think it'd be huge for this young football team, especially Kenny just to continue to grow. Yeah. So um, we'll see what happens there. Let's, let's give a little bit of a preview 
Um, Browns again, one o'clock on Sunday. Do you have any any stats on on the Browns right now? Yeah. Uh, so in terms of their offense, they are 16th in points scored this year, uh, like 22 a game. They're 22nd in pass offense. Uh, I think it's gotten gotten worse with Deshaun Watson, not better, which is interesting. But they're sixth in rush offense and 13th in total offense. So they still do have a pretty good offense. Um, but Deshaun Watson has not been playing his best. So we'll we'll see what happens there on the defensive side of the ball. Cleveland gives up about 22 a game, so they're 18th in points allowed defensively, 7th against the pass, 25th against the run, and 11th in total defense. So defense is is not like one of the – it's not a top defense, but it's still pretty pretty good, so it won't be it won't be easy. But a good, a good pass defense, we'll see if we can run all over them. Yeah, and obviously we lost to the Browns in week three. Um, Mitch played that full game. Kenny was not in. 29 to 17 was that score, and there was a, a, a last second – touchdown um by by the Browns so really it, it was 23 17 in terms of a, a kind of a one possession game so um right. I, I would expect probably that the same type of AFC North ball probably close scoring one possession game um you know maybe we run away with it if we really get things going I don't think that the Browns have got better this season as most people no. Them too in the second half, um, but they're out to play spoiler right now. They are they are not in the hunt for playoffs, and we know that they hate us as much as we hate them. So they're going to do everything that they can do to come into Pittsburgh, um, and and try to sweep us for the season and kick us out of the playoffs. Yeah, and let's hope we we don't allow that to happen. This is again going for Mike Tomlin's uh, streak of non losing seasons as well. So it's not just playoff impl- impl- implications. Who that was tough. Um, but it also matters for, you know, the players helping Tom get that winning that winning season. So they already got me my eight wins, so I'm happy with that. Yeah, you got your money. That, that whole narrative just drives me crazy, man. If we win, that will be wild for, for him to, to never have a losing season. And I, I hate when people bring that up, but I think this year, like, it actually has a lot more meaning in terms yeah. of what he's been able to do and kind of turn things around. And if we lose, well, I guess Tomlin hasn't won less than eight games in any season. Maybe <laughs> right, the narrative that's will change. Where it'll, it'll flip to, so we'll see what goes on there. Um, all right, anything else you want to bring up about the, the Browns game or, or the last game? No, I think I'm good to go. Is it, we'll see how this weekend goes. It, it could be a crazy Sunday for us. Steelers could be playoff bound after this week. We will see what happens. So stay tuned, everyone. Hope everyone has a good weekend. Again, um, shout uh, uh i guess we're just going to keep keep demar um hamlin and, and everyone in, in our prayers yeah. and thoughts um we'll see how the nfl handles this situation as well but thank you again for for tuning in we'll be back with you guys after the browns game win or lose um give us a follow on instagram shoot us a dm keep asking us questions and we'll talk to you guys soon thanks everyone peace